Да, безусловно. Они будут пытаться делать ставку на так называемую пятую колонну, на национал-предателей, на тех, кто зарабатывает деньги здесь, у нас, а живет там. И живет даже не в географическом смысле этого слова, а по своим мыслям, по своему арабскому сознанию. Я совсем не осуждаю тех, у кого вилла в Майами или на французской ривьере, кто не может обойтись без фуагра, усыцелей, так называемых гендерных свобод. Но проблема абсолютно не в этом, а повторю в том, что многие из, так, из таких людей по своей сути ментально находятся именно там, а не здесь, не с нашим народом, не с Россией. Это и есть, по их мнению, по их мнению признак принадлежности к высшей касте, к высшей расе. Подобные люди готовы и мать родную продать, только бы им разрешили сидеть в прихожей у этой самой высшей касты. И они хотят быть похожими на нее, всячески подражая ей. Но они забывают или не понимают вообще, что этой так называемой высшей касте, они если и нужны, то как расходный материал, чтобы использовать их для нанесения максимального ущерба нашему народу. Коллективный Запад пытается расколоть наше общество, спекулируя на боевых потерях, на социально-экономических последствиях санкций, спровоцировать гражданское противостояние в России и, используя свою пятую колонну, стремиться к достижению своей цели. А цель одна, я уже говорил об этом, разрушение России. Но любой народ, а тем более российский народ, всегда сможет от, отличить истинных патриотов от подонков и предателей, и просто выплюнет их, как случайно залетевшую в рот мушку, выплюнет на панель. Убежден, такое естественное и необходимое самоочищение общества только укрепит нашу страну, нашу солидарность, сплоченность и готовность ответить на любые вызовы. Vladimir Putin of Russia on March 16, 2022, his latest message. He reveals his mind. And just at the end of his speech, he says, spit them out, the traitors. I am convinced that, that such a natural and necessary self-purification of society will only strengthen our country our solidarity, cohesion, and readiness to respond to any challenges. Again, the, just towards the end of his message just now, and we will play again the entire message for you and translate it for you as well. But the, towards the end, he says, spit them out, the traitors. I am convinced that such a natural and necessary self-purification of society will only strengthen our country, our solidarity, cohesion, and readiness to respond to any challenges. What is the challenges you hear talking about? Is Ukraine in the way of what he wants to achieve? And so he has to get Ukraine out of the way in order to realize any goals. We will have this and much more for you today. Welcome to the Neoliberal Round Podcast.
morning again. Putin delivered his latest speech in a national broadcast to the Russian people recently. And we have that for you today. Putin revealed his mind. I delve into it here, lifting up some very important points and highlight red flags and signal a warning for us and the world. You can watch Putin's esoteric speech via my YouTube channel, Ronaldo McKenzie, and it is translated for you. And I unearth for you what he's really saying and send a warning. Now, this presentation, this presentation is also um, the article, this presentation and this particular podcast will also speak to the issue of what I've been talking about, which is Orientalism and Occidentalism. And I will not delve into what Orientalism is and Occidentalism. But when you begin to look, study this speech and dissect this speech and look into it very closely, you have several takeaways that one must consider very closely because in it, there are several red, red flags. So, as I talk about Orientalism and Occidentalism as part of a wider discussion, I will have later on the development and dynamics of power, privilege, position, and status within the foundations of society and divine intervention. This particular speech by Putin must be placed into perspective. And so I will play the speech from the beginning for you. And then later, I want to delve into it. So here we go. Putin's latest speech, which is available if you go on ronaldocmckenzie.blogspot.com and you can click on the, uh, the article. It's entitled Putin's latest speech, March 16th. He reveals his mind. And, um, and it is quite esoteric. It is quite deep. And when you are able to dissect it and to analyze it critically based on one's understanding of all things based on one's understanding of the history of the soviet union based on one's understanding of putin's if you study putin's ideologies and print based on his writings and articles and speeches and the message to his people And when you listen to a previous episode that I carried about what the Russians are saying, and many of the Russians are saying what the experts are saying, that he is on a world-saving mission. And there is is also some world-saving mission to save Europe or to save Russia. All of Russia and the former Rush, the USSR countries from Western propaganda. And when we talk about propaganda, propaganda, we're talking about ideology. We're talking about or Western strategy to penetrate their country with their values as if they are the higher caste system or have the, the, a better way of life. But we, we want to delve into it. I'm tell, it is quite interesting when once you begin to study what he is saying or to examine and to explore it. 
here is president here is pre, here is president putin not zelensky if i had said that that's a freudian slip and i uh, so here is president putin on march 16 he said yes of course they the west will bet on the so-called fifth column on national traitors on those who earn money here with us but live there and they live not even in the geographical sense of the world or of the word but according to their thoughts according to their slavish consciousness I do not, I do not at all judge those who have a villa in Miami or on the French Riviera. Those who can't do without foyer gras or foyer gras, oysters or the so-called gender freedoms. I do not despise them. But the issue here is not in that, but in the fact that many of these people Many of these people, by their very nature, are mentally located exactly there and not here, not with our people, not with Russia. This is in their opinion. This is in their opinion a sign of belonging to a higher caste or to a higher race. Such people, such people are ready to sell their own mother if only they were allowed to sit in the hallway of this very highest caste. They want to be like her, meaning the higher caste, caste, this higher caste. They want to be like her, the West, imitating her in every possible way. Yet, yet they forget or do not understand at all that if they are needed by this so-called higher caste, 
if they are needed by this so-called higher caste. Yet they forget or do not understand at all that if they are needed by this so-called higher caste, then then they are needed only as expendable material. Again, if the, the West, if the West, if these traitors are needed by the so-called higher caste, the West, they, then they're only needed as expendable material in order to use them to inflict maximum damage on our people. You hear the suspicions here. Let's continue. I'm going to repeat that again. Then they are only needed. And he used, um, notice he's saying they. Who is they? We will delve into that a little bit. They are only needed as expendable material in order, in order to use them to inflict maximum damage on our people. The collective West is trying to split our society, speculating on the combat losses, on the socio-economic consequences of sanctions. Provoking a civil confrontation in Russia and using its fifth column to achieve its goal. Гражданское противостояние в России и используя свою пятую колонну стремится к достижению своей цели. А цель одна. And, and there is only one goal. I have already spoken about it. The destruction of Russia. He believes that the West is out to destroy Russia. But, 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 he says, any people, and even more so, the Russian people, will be able to distinguish distinguish true patriots from scum and traitors. And simply, and simply spit them out like a midget that accidentally flew into their mouths. Spit out on the pavement. I am convinced that such a natural and necessary self-purification of society will only strengthen our country, our solidarity, cohesion and readiness to respond to any challenge. That is President Putin. Again, again, President Putin, 
on March 16 delivered this message. Yes, of course. They, the West will bet on the so-called fifth column on national traitors. On those who earn money here with us but live there. And they live not even in the geographical center of the world, but according to their thoughts, according to their slavish consciousness. I do not at all judge those who have a villa in Miami or on the French Riviera who can't do without foyer gras, oysters, or the so-called gender freedoms. But the issue here is not in the fact, but not, not in that fact, but in the fact that many of these people, by their very nature, are mentally located exactly there, and not here, not with our people, not with Russia. This is in their opinion, this is in their opinion, a sign of belonging to a higher caste, to a higher race. Such people are ready to sell their own mother. If only they were allowed to sit in the hallway of this very higher caste. They want to be like her, meaning the higher caste, imitating her in every, every possible way. Yet they forget or do not understand that they are only needed as expendable material in order to use them to inflict maximum damage on our people. The collective West is trying to split our society, speculating on the combat losses, on the socio-economic consequences of actions, provoking a civil confrontation in Russia and using its fifth column to achieve its goal. And there is only one goal. I have already spoken about it, the destruction of Russia. But any people, and even more so the Russian people, will be able to distinguish true patriots from scum and traitors. And simply put, and simply spit them out like a midget that accidentally flew into our mouth. Spit them out. That is the Russian President Vladimir Putin's speech on, that was delivered on March 16, 2022. So, Putin believes... Putin believes, and we are going to delve into this today. This is, this is very important. Putin believes, Putin believes the West thinks it's of a higher caste and is not to be trusted, for they only use peoples and treat them as expendables. He justifies genocide or murder or killing or the killing of Ukrainians and those who side with the West as a purification, purification mechanism to strengthen Russia, all of Russia, including the former USSR countries. In this speech, in this speech, he reveals his true intentions to unite all of Russia by cutting down and cutting off those who side with the West and believe that Western values about, example, gender equality are better than Russians' position on gender equality. You can be for gender equality, but don't force it on us. Don't believe that it's better than our position that puts men and women in their proper place. That's what he's saying here. For Putin, for Putin, he believes that the West assumes that it's progressive or democratic or slavish ways of life is better. And that this, this makes their society better than Russia. 
again for putin putin believes that the west assumes that it's progressive or democratic or slavish ways of life is better and that this makes their society better than russia he believes that the former ussr the, the former ussr countries have lost their way and are adopting western ways at the expense of russia and in order to save and preserve mother russia and its children and we're talking and we're not just talking about russia in a geographic sense as he says when i'm not talking about in a geographic sense when we talk about russia we're talking about russia and the former soviet countries that what which was that made russia russia an ideology a principle a way of life a people he believes the former ussr countries have lost their way and are adopting western ways at the expense of russia and in order to save and preserve mother russia and its children from departing from that which is truly russian we must spew them out those who are traitors that's what he says those who are traitors even if it means going to war he doesn't say that in so many ways but that's what he's saying spit them out on the pavement like who they are destroy them bomb them massacre them this is extremism the kind of extremism that seems to be growing everywhere it was just recently it was just recently where it happened here in the US when white extremists marched to the US capital who many believe were under the influence and motivation of some political leaders to stop the vice president from certifying the US president presidential elections a democratic process here in the US further Putin is being duplicitous and hypocritical when he says others believe their way is better when he is forcing his way as the way for all Russia Russians or all Russia to follow including Lithuania Poland Kazakhstan and all the other former Soviet countries prejudicing a way of life and expecting all to subscribe to that or be, or or be killed further once it was the way of life but when a way of life or a taboo is no longer a taboo i'm making a point here once it was a way of life maybe once that russian those what maybe these countries accepted these russian values and i must make a point may there it probably a particular idea or behavior was a way of life but when a way of life or a taboo is no longer a taboo and now accepted as part of the way of life then there is a backlash from the status quo again let me say this once it was the way of life a particular behavior or idea or practice but when a way of life or a taboo is no longer a taboo and now accepted as part of the new way of life then there is a backlash from the status quo and this is the backlash you know i i'm i'm going to stop here by saying in 2000 and uh in 
or 2009 or 2010, some time ago, I did some work with SRBI, which is a research company, Shulman, Ronkus, and Bucolvalus Inc., <clears throat> a research company. And one of the, one of the, one of, and this was, I am so happy that I got an opportunity to work with this company as a research interviewer, interviewing hundreds of people all over the world and in the U.S. about various marketing trends and current issues and concerns. I remember one of the interview questions or one of the interviews that we were doing in 2009 and 2010 was one of the questions I asked this question. Are you, do you believe, uh, what are your concerns about, are you concerned that by 2020, by 2020, or between 2020 up to 2020 or 2025, the minority, the minority will become part, will become, will, will form the majority in this country. And the majority will become part of the minority. But when we talk about the minority and the majority, we're talking about racially here, okay, racially. But that is if a particular society is based on race. And not just race, but racial values. Because and you hear Putin is talking about not just geographically, but in terms of values that a society have or societies have or a particular society a society a particular society has so when i did this research in two th- about how long ago was that 12 years ago 11 years ago i was doing as a, a research interviewer asking questions of americans about their feelings and attitudes towards a particular prediction that by 22 and this is we're in 2022 now but in 2009 up to 2010 there were concerns that by 2020 by 2020 by 2020 to 2025 the majority will form the minority and the minority will form the majority and we are talking about in terms of race uh, the, the, the demographics of the US and of course you can go back you can go online and check recent studies but what were people saying then what were their fears that but they are afraid for some people they are afraid that what what will america look like and so if you see in january in january after the election when they stormed the capital people had fears and they were willing to storm the capital and this and and up to the and they were willing to kill our elected politicians and they were willing to commit heinous crimes and extremism and justify that because they were trying to preserve a value or they were trying to save the society. So there are people who are justified. And, and so, so, you see, we are not far removed as a country from what Putin and Russia is doing. You know, we are not because it was just recently where we were faced with extremism where one set, a group, of persons in society feel as though their their particular society is getting away from them and they were willing to go to the capital and even to commit a crime and to break laws. This is the issue. This is the issue, the issue of, of this is what we're talking about here. About certain values 
and about lifting up. And I actually, today, I just actually responded to an email that was sent to me by... Um, uh, I, I just lost the email. I actually... I really need to send you... Uh, someone asked me a question about diversity. Um, I believe it was Caroline Fairchild, who is the um, an editor at LinkedIn News, and she sent me an email saying, we often reach out to LinkedIn members who we think can add informed perspective on today's news and trends. She said, a recent report shows that gender and race are, top of, are, are on the top of the mind for most leaders working in diversity, equity, and inclusion. But when you look at other facets of diversity, such as sexual orientation, disability, and age, to name a few, that attention to progress drops significantly. She said, I want to hear from you. What aspect of identity do you feel is most often ignored in the current approach to diversity, equity, and inclusion? And I responded to her. And, I re- and that response will actually be a part of a podcast presentation that I will be doing. But you all, you guys all know my position because I have submitted several articles about the issue of differentiating and categorizing and putting people in categories. I am, I am against putting people in race. I am against putting people in categories because that is a recipe for disaster. And I am going to uh, actually talk about that later on. And um, I'm actually here trying to find a very... Im- I said, because once you... I said, to, I said, what is the ultimate of all things? The ultimate of all things... The ultimate of all things is that, is that we become one with reality and with humanity in all of our individuality. A man said once, once you label me, you negate me. When you lump people up in race and so on and so based on some particular external feature that persons have worked in worked in to develop certain to associate this with certain kind of value and lifestyle and taste to make that particular thing stick what happens is that you forget the individual because there are individuals who might be of a particular as we say race but they are more than that and they may identify with who we call as black the only difference is that persons who look like who look black and who identify with the past may still hurt from that past because of the memory of it but of course we have we argue that there are those in critical race theory who are actually trying to reimagine the past as something as uh, that 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 don't look at that don't celebrate the victim, which which helps to to which helps to avert any feeling of victimization. But let's let's let us get back. I don't want to stray away from that. We will discuss that some more. But all of this ties into the whole to the entire issue to the entire issue of. Ethnocentrism, privilege, position, 
and the dynamics of humanity, privilege and position and, and the dynamics of society. So Putin is being duplicitous and hypocritical when he says others believe their way is better. When he himself right here is forcing his way, probably which is the old way, the old Russian way as the way for all Russians to follow. And while, and for him, Ukraine and all these other countries, they are part of the, they are still part of Russia. They are still part of Russia. Russia is not just, is not just that geographic region we, in Eastern Europe we call Russia. Russia is all of Russia, is mother Russia. And it's the children are misbehaving, they are getting away. So he is so what he's doing is forcing the way a particular way for all Russians to follow, which was the old way, prejudicing a way of life and expecting all to subscribe to that or be killed. That's the threat. Or he tell or, or they deserve to be spewed out. They deserve to be spewed out, the justification for war here. Further, once it once it was the way of life. And I was making this point. But when a way of life or a taboo is no longer a taboo and now and it's now accepted as part of the way of life, then there is a backlash from the status quo. The backlash from the status quo. The same thing. So backlash from Putin and his status quo. So you see what is going on here. Several back. You see the backlash in society. Saving Russian values, ideologies and lifestyle is like the old holding on is like the old the, the old holding on to a past quickly leaving them russian conservative traditional values must be protected at all costs that is what that's the message coming from putin so putin's goals do not stop with ukraine it only starts there for his mission is to force the other former Soviet countries to fall in line or die. Not in the sense that they must join Russia and give up their national, give up their nation, give up the nation or the national, but more so for those of countries to main, for countries to maintain the Russian way of life, the values and principles, and not behave as if the West is better and that we, Russia, must bend to their way. Their way, their position on gender, their position on sexuality, their position on governance, their position on on how an economy must run. This is what makes all of Russia weak and vulnerable to take over from the West. The West is invading Russia ideologically. And that is the highest sin or evil that must be root out even if it means war. Again, the West is invading Russia ideologically. And that is the highest sin or evil that must be rooted out even if it means war. Russia is not just Russia in the geographic sense. Russia is the entire former Soviet countries. In terms of its values, ideologies, and principles. And I'm here repeating myself. 
So the purity of this must be protected from the West, which are using the other USSR countries to penetrate so as to dominate all of Russia, Mother Russia. Putin here is suspicious of the West and thinks we cannot be trusted. But he also wants all Russia to keep its identity even if the West thinks it's back, it's backward or unfair and he is willing to kill thousands for those fears. But what if those countries want a separate identity that is not all Russian? What if these former USSR countries accept certain Western values and realize, and, and realize for themselves the challenges of the current ones? That's treacherous, Putin would say. For no one must depart from the Russian way, even if the Soviet Union has broken up. In effect, Putin embodies totalitarianism and despotic leadership. Again, in effect, when you delve and dissect into the speech here, in effect, and based on all that I have said, the conclusion is that Putin embodies totalitarianism and despotic leadership. If he believes that destroying lives for the sake of maintaining some ideological purity is salvific, then using nuclear weapons is absolutely not out of his reach or plan. The West must be warned that this current invasion is only the beginning and we must do everything we can to stop Putin here. Stop Putin right here, right here in Ukraine before he expands his leverage and hold in the region. That's what's at stake here. Thank you so much for listening to the Neoliberal Round podcast. We will continue to discuss issues in the news as it relates to, to, to the issue that I am very much interested in, neoliberalism, globalization, income inequality, poverty and resistance. And as, as people, we have to develop our critical mind, critical eye, and become, and become very analytical in how we look at things. Because as I have said on this program, that society is complex and cumbersome. And it is set up in a particular way that you have to delve within it. You know, who are the people that work in Wall Street or Wall Street normally get to work? They normally go to the Ivy League colleges. I'm a graduate of an Ivy League college. They, okay. Or, or people who, who, can, who know how to, to, to decipher or to develop certain codes and, 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 and e- equations which nobody understands. But I hope that as a people, we will continue to inform ourselves and to educate ourselves and to, to also be part of discussions that explore what is going on within our society and the world. Because as President Zelensky said yesterday, to maintain peace in your own country no longer depends on the efforts in maintaining peace in your own country, but it also requires that you work for peace in other countries. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Neoliberal Podcast. And just remember that my book, Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance, um, is available in all platforms all over the world. Uh, and it is coming to Jamaica shortly. It, is, it will be available soon. There are some books out there somewhere you can still purchase online and so on and so forth. Or go on Ingram Spark. It may be available at the Kingston book, Bookshop. We are, I'm sorry, in Sanctus Bookstore. We, um, I have some representatives who are actively engaging them. We are, look, we are hoping that, that the book will become available out there in Jamaica and in the, the, the Caribbean, actually. But it's a, it's a book that looks at diversity, and looks at strategy as well. And, um, and just so you know, we will be having a book signing on April 2, 2022 at the Germantown Espresso Bar. Look out for, for look, we will be talking about that some more and probably in the next previous episodes leading up to the book signing. We will be having some discussions about the book and um, I will invite you to, if you are ever in, ever in, ever in Philadelphia, and or if you do live in Philadelphia, come by a Germantown Espresso uh, Cafe, um, Espresso Bar, anytime between 7 a.m. and 2 p.m. But I will be there at around 8 a.m. to to about 2 p.m. or so, and uh, pick my brain, have a discussion with me, and uh, listen to some excerpts that I will play. And um, and I hope that you will continue to support me and to follow me on my social media feeds. Share this podcast with your friends, and continue to send me feedback as I develop this issue of privilege and position into my dissertation and look at instances in the world as we continue to serve the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges. Take care. Have a good day.